PladiumEdge.com is a great place where you can start your career in broadcasting. Go to PladiumEdge.com. That's PladiumEdge.com. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time, and I'm sitting here with the head coach at Kent State Golden Flashes. How are you, Jim? I'm doing very well, thank you. Jim Andersey. Andersey, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. We want to get the pronunciation right because people man, once in a while mispronounce my name, yep. <laughs> last name. Anyhow, um, you know, the Kent State Golden Flashes up and down like any D1 program, yep. and you had some national champ. We had a national champ, right, Dustin recently? Kilgore. Yep. Dustin yep. Kilgore. And, uh, you know, some down years, some up years. But you've been there for, holy cow, right? 30 years, 30 plus years? I went there as a wrestler in 1990, and uh, wow. I wrestled four straight years. My fifth year of school, back then, took everyone five years. I was a graduate assistant. Sure. Um, or I, I was a student coach, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to graduate school. and uh, What's your graduate degree in? Well, I have, I have a communications undergrad, a sports administration master's degree, and I'm currently working on my... Master's degree in um, construction technology. I love that. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. Well, we need construction, man. Infrastructure, bro. <laughs> Infrastructure, yeah, it's, right? It's, I got into it for a little bit different reason. I thought okay. there'd be more hands-on, but sure. I'm actually graduating this summer, and nice. uh, I'll be Congratulations. done. So, yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I hear you. I, you know, um, just recently, I'm, I'm going to say a tribute at the end of this. We lost uh, the first national champ I ever coached, Nick D'Angelo, when I was a GA at John Carroll uh, in the early 80s. And it's so sad, uh, really heavy heart about that. But uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the, the show. And I, my heart goes out to the D'Angelo family and the late Catholic family and the John Carroll uh, family. But getting back to what we were talking about, Jim, tell me a little bit about your early years. You were a pretty good wrestler in Nordonia, the the Black Knights, right? <laughs> yep, yep, we were, the, we were yep, Nordonia. Yeah. I, I started wrestling when I was four years old um, for Longwood YMCA. Uh, the legendary, the right? legendary right. Longwood. We got Graham Coggill over yep, there, yep. maybe uh, Ed Govang. Was he there Ed, still? Ed Govang was one of the coaches, yes. That's who sure. I, when I started, he was still in there. Nice. Graham, and then... Uh, um, Mariola was part of it for a long Love. time too. Oh my God! Yeah, he just retired. Just retired. The legend. Yep. 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 The legend, yep. man. And his his son sat in my chair when I was a state champ at Nordonia. It was his first year at Nordonia. I'll be darned. Well, and and Dave graduated like eighty five, eighty four, something like that. He graduated in uh, in college in eighty five, I believe, and then went okay. to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. And then came to Nordonia in ninety or right. eighty. Yeah, in ninety. Holy cow! And was there and he was there for a while. And then you had royalty over there, brother. Lot lot of good names, and that's you know he's, yeah. he's, one of the things you asked about. Were how I started this, you know, Dane Tulsa was my neighbor. So we oh, all want to be like Dane. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah you know, literally I lived three houses down from him and, and you know, we, every, everybody in the neighborhood wrestled because they wanted to be like Dane Tussle. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to Donnie Lawrence. Okay. Yep, yep. And, uh, he's been a big influence in the chagrin program. Uh, and, uh, our, our recent all state wrestler, Sam Partain, and he was saying, man, <laughs> nobody could touch Dane Tussle back in high school. You yeah. Know? He was unbelievable. And he set the bar s strong, right, for you guys back in the day. Now, yeah. he's a lot older than you. I mean, he's about 10 years older he's than you. He's probably 10 years older than me, yes. Yeah, yeah so, so he had already matriculated. He was already finished the school. But that's, you know, and plus you guys were state champs in 77. You know, you were the yes. last team until Gramuglia's Wadsworth did it in 2010 that broke the string. Yep. Where St. Ed's basically started in 78. Yep. So... Yeah, you we were so 78, 77, we won it. I think 70, 77, 78, we were like second and yep. second to, to, to Ed's. And then they, at that point, they just, just took, off. Yeah, took exactly off. Exactly yep. right. And nobody could touch him. But having said that, you know, what was it like to be a state champ in high school? I don't know if it's the same now. It, it, you know, back then, mm -hmm. there was no phones. It, it, it was just, the world was a little bit different. As yeah, you quieter. Know. It was quieter. quieter yeah. yeah, yeah, more well, focused. More focused. But when you did something, it seemed like a bigger deal. Or yeah. now it seems like you have so much information in your hands that, yeah. that, 
there's all these interesting things going on in this world. Where back then, when I wanted, it was like the city of the city of Macedonia or, or Nordonia school district sure. shut down because I want to stay title. So it was everything in the world to me. And yeah, and you know, for me, when I wanted. I had a brother that won two of them that was in the finals three times. Joe, right? Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific, terrific wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was just trying to, you know, to get close to what my brother did. So emulate your, exactly. It was a little little more relieving than, than, than like when my brother did it. But at the end of the day, it was a big thing in our community. And sure. you know, I remember people, you know, our house got toilet papered. They had a party <laughs> for me on Sunday when you came sure, to the yeah, state tournament. Yeah, yeah. It was a big deal. And yeah, nowadays, yeah. you know, not that, not that it isn't a big deal. It just yeah. seemed that there's so much more information that kids don't know how to hold on to the things that are in the area that are close to them. It seems like. Yeah. It's, it's our attention span. So ridiculously yeah. short yeah. that it used to be five minutes. Now it's five seconds. Yes. You know what I mean? Sadly. Um, yeah. Well, you reveled in it though. And then yep. that springboarded you to, to Kent state and who recruited you to go to Kent? State? Frank Romano did. Frank uh, Romano. I love Frank. Well, we had him on the show. Yeah. Frank, yeah, yeah, you know, terrific. He, Frank Romano recruited me and, and the, the funny thing is my brother the builder went, of champions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. My brother went to Edinburgh and at that time, Edinburgh was a top five, you know, was Deanna there? Deanna was there. He was yeah. coach. My, oh my God. Another my brother loved him, had a connection when he recruited and Deanna and Edinburgh at the time was a big time program. My brother went sure. there and didn't really succeed right, right off the bat. So when I was choosing my schools, first of all, my dad had some health issues that oh, I was aware of. That's tough. Um, so I wanted to stay close to him and yeah. I wanted to be able to go wrestle right away. I didn't want to go red shirt and possibly, yeah. and I knew I could have, I could make the starting lineup at, at Kent. So I went there and I started my freshman year and nice. from there, you know, I went straight four, four straight years. And like I said, my dad ended up passing away my junior year. So, oh, that, you know, terrible. staying close was a, was a good thing for me at the time too. Sure. As well. Sure. Yeah. You got to be, you spent time with him, yep. obviously yep. that's, that's a tragedy. Um, but, but you had a great experience at Kent state. Amazing tell, experience. Awesome. I mean, tell me I, a little I, bit about that. Well, I didn't comp back then, like I said, back then wrestling was a bit different too. you know, now when we do things, it's, it's year round. We yeah. start the first day of school. We go all the way through summer. We give you breaks here and there. Back then you got there and you didn't really start wrestling until about October. Yeah. You a little bit of conditioning. Once the season was over, um, freestyle wasn't as big at the college no, level at that point because wasn't, there, there yeah. wasn't a lot to do, yeah. but there was a little bit. And then in the summers you went home and did whatever you did at home. So it was yeah. just a totally different experience than it was now. But I, I really did enjoy the college experience as far as being a, a, a student athlete at the division one level. That's it was cool. Great. Well, Frank, um, was in the off, was in here and he, uh, he, he told us that story about Don Horning. He almost was beating, I think it was Santoro, right? Yep, yep. And Santoro literally just kicked him and picked him up and pinned him in like the last seven seconds of a match. Yeah, he was, yeah I heard that story. Yeah. He's beating him like four to two. Four to two, yeah, yeah. Santoro just... Horning came up and he kicked his feet out and just sucked him right back and pinned him. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, was uh, did Don uh, hang around the, the, the room at all? Was there any so Don, influence from him? No, he left. So he graduated two years before I got there mm. and he wasn't... At that point, there wasn't a whole lot from him. Gotcha, no. gotcha. But who, I know he was at uh, Walsh helping out. Yeah, he time. was, he was. Yeah. So who was there that, that was like, you know, nationally ranked or nationally Back known? then it was just Frank and, and Coach Gray were the coaches. Well, Coach, Coach Gray, Gray you know, yeah, he won yeah. a few national titles. He was a little bit different. Yeah. He was older. Yeah. Um, we just had a lot of kids in the room. Um, Marty Collins was there. Wow, uh, what a stud. Yeah, yeah, St. Ignatius, Marty, right? Ignatius, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the twins, right? One of the twins, yeah. yeah. Um, guy from Malaria, not Malaria, from... Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. It'll come to me. But there was a guy that when I got there my freshman year, he ended up getting some trouble and got kicked off the team. But he was ranked nationally very high. Yeah. I can't think of his name. A little guy. Um, yeah. I can't think of it. That's but okay. It, That's okay. Kent was a little bit different program than, than, than it was than, than it is now, I guess sure. you could say. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about, you know, you get, you get in there, you become the GA or the student 
coach, right? Yep. You know, while you're getting your master, your first masters, yep. right? Yep. And what was that like to transition from a wrestler to a coach? And then what what was your thought process? Were you were you looking to be a coach, like the head coach here, or what? Well, when my first my, my first year I actually coached, I was considered a student coach because I was finishing up my first degree. Right. And they uh, and it was just to do it to get my scholarship. That's kind of how the university did it. Because if you didn't redshirt, okay, yeah, you didn't yeah. redshirt. You took you five years. It took me five years of school. So they they paid for my school. So I helped that yeah. year. I just pretty much wrestled. I traveled with the team, but right. I was more like just a, an extended athlete. But yeah. I wrestled with all guys and kind of helped them out. Gotcha. And the year after that, I became a GA, and that's when actually I, I tried to remove myself as much as I could from the guys on the team. Okay. And and you know I didn't hang out with them as much anymore because I was actually I wanted to be a coach. And sure. I thought all right, I could do this for two years and possibly be be a coach. I knew at that time that that Coach Gray couldn't couldn't be doing too much longer at the time. He was old when he was a head coach for me. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll do this for two years. I'll get my master's and we'll go from there. Sure. And I really did try to remove myself from the the player or the the, the wrestlers to to try to put myself as a coach. And sure. it was very difficult to do. Yeah. But I think I, I worked my way into it. And then after I got my master or after I got my master's degree, I became the assistant coach. I ended up getting married. So then I was you know, wasn't in town anymore. I moved away. So everything was really good then as far as being a coach. Yeah. And, and you had, you had to get a great education with Frank Romano. He taught, he taught me so much about, I wouldn't even about everything about sure. life, about, yeah. you know, yeah. one, like one, <laughs> four, my 403B, I started my first year of coaching. He said, you're going to sure. start this 403B up. And yeah. he explained it to him. I'm like, I don't I'm not making that much money coach. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Here's why you're going to do it. And sure. I've done it ever since. And my 403 account right now, I'm 30 years later is, it's incredible because and yeah. I never would have known to do that if it wasn't for someone like Frank. That's just right. one example of something he talked yeah, about. Yeah, Frank, Frank uh, still has his communion money. Oh, he, well, he's, he was a genius with money. I he think. is, he, you know, yeah. He knew, he, he no know, question he about to, it. He knew how to do everything with it. <laughs> no question And he gave a lot of advice on things. Yes, yes. And you know where you learned that from? I don't. Big Mike. Okay, yes. Mike Milkovich and his crew, it's unbelievable how he knew stocks. He was an investor, almost a savant back in the day. And, you know, you don't think of that, right? No. Little Maple Heights, little poacher stamp, you know, little, you know, little, little cottages that, yep. that there were houses and everything, but uh, big Mike just knew what he was doing. And, and I know that Frank obviously listened yep. and Frank's got a great brain. He's got a really processed brain, doesn't he? Yes. It's about the process. So what, what was that like for you to learn under that? that me message. I think when, when he, when he taught a lot of things, it was just the consistency and like the specifics of things when he went over wrestling moves and, and techniques and, uh, sure. And just the constant, you know, a lot of times we did a lot of the same things day in and day out. Yeah. And the kids sometimes were like, why are we doing the same thing? But it was all about the repetition and doing it over and over again. It, you know, we, nowadays there's so many different sayings, you know, you got to do things 10,000 times before you learn how to master. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Back then it was just, Frank just always just, we're doing this again. We're doing it again. It was just the repetition and, and right. the detail of how he wanted things done. Gotcha. And so you learned obviously a lot, but you know, you've made it your own and, and I've coached, I've, I've interviewed a lot of coaches and you know, the very first guy I had in here was Mark Haywald over yep. John Carroll. Yep. And Sonny Marchetti. Okay. okay. Yep. 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 And both of them said, I think Marchetti said, Walt Talarchik was part of his DNA. Yep. And Tony DiGiovanni was part of Mark's DNA. Yep. Is, is that, but, but, but in that, they then evolved it to them. Yeah. So they took pieces and parts and then evolved it. So how does, how have you evolved your coaching style? Well, if you look at who I've, I've, I've coached, I've wrestled under, I've wrestled under yeah. uh, Graham Coghill, 
Dave yeah. Merrill, Dave Jr., right. um, Coach Gray, ah. um, Jeff Coghill, which is sure. which was, was yeah. Coghill's son. Yep. Um, I think when I started in high school, starting to, to my wrestling was a lot like Jeff Coghill because he worked out with me a lot. And yeah, as yeah. I, my senior tough year, it's all kid, I worked, man, yeah, tough yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then when I got to college, um, you know, I, I took a lot of stuff that Jeff and, and Frank were showing, and even Coach Gray. And then when I became a coach. I remember when I wrestled, I, and Coach, Coach Gray was the head coach. I remember thinking as a wrestler, man, this Coach Gray, he, he doesn't do, do things. I don't understand why he does it the way he does it. Gotcha. But when I became a coach, I understood exactly what he was trying to do, and it didn't sure. hit me until after the fact. It's kind of like when you have your first child, right? You really understand your parents. Yes. yes. It's a great, great analogy exactly. right there. Exactly. But I understood why he did what he did. And then it became more about you know tweaking it to all the different people, you know, okay. coach Gary waters didn't show a lot of moves, but he was very inspirational in his talks and his speeches. Sure. I had that with Tony DiCarlo. Didn't yeah. really know the, the, the sport. Well, yep. he hired great assistants that taught, but man, that guy could have been a CEO at any, any corporation. He was inspirational. Yeah. And I, Gary waters was a lot like that. You yeah. know, he was, he was, so there was a lot of different people that influenced me. And I think it was just, you know, taking them all and trying to become my own coach. And then, you know, after you do that, you still have to know your wrestlers and, and how to change along with your wrestlers. I'm sure I'm such a different coach now than I was 20 years ago as my first year you as head coach. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to evolve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Things that you, we, the things we did then we couldn't do now. Well, yeah. plus this last two years, yeah. Oh, yeah, if you didn't so evolve this, these two years, you're never going to evolve. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I remember, you know, particularly the first year, just throwing literally discipline out the window, just yes. saying, if you can, guys can make the practice, we're good, you know, yeah. and, and you're almost playing, uh, you know, priest, rabbi, bartender, yeah. psychologist, whatever <laughs> it took to, to get those kids through the, 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 the year. So what was that like for you coaching through that pandemic? It was different. It, like yeah. you said, it was almost like you're, you, you, released a lot of the things that you thought you had to be successful just to, sure. to make it through the year, right. which taught you that there's other ways to do things as well. Sure. But you had to be a little more sympathetic with kids and what they were going through yeah. because, you know, you'd have a kid that was out for uh, for a 10 day, um, not that he had it, but he was, the he quarantine. was quarantined. Yeah. Those he was quarantines were brutal. And then you yeah. wanted him to wrestle four days later. And that's yeah. how that, and, 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 as a coach, you're like, what were you doing during the 10 days? You didn't have any, you know, and you yeah, try yeah. to, yeah. but at some point you had to back him and say, all right, this kid, couldn't leave his room or couldn't leave his house. He had no yeah. workout partners. It's like and he's that, in jail. He's in jail. Exactly. Yeah, and now you're expecting terrible. to wrestle. So you have to back up and, and maybe they didn't have the performance that, that they, that they wanted. Of course. And you have to understand, all right, maybe these are the reasons why. And you had to be a little more yeah. understanding and sympathetic to why things were happening. And what was it like when they canceled the NCAAs for you? I thought I, I felt like I, I saw it coming or I think okay. a lot of people didn't, or I'm like, yeah, the, you know, especially at the NCAA level, I, you know, I was a little bit upset with that. I wouldn't see were upset. Just how they, went about doing this with maybe just a knee jerk reaction. Yes, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. Yes. It was just ridiculous. But I knowing thought. how people are now, you know, how, yeah. you know, how the world is, it's just, I saw it coming, I guess. Yeah. I felt really bad for the athletes to qualify for the national tournament, to yeah. qualify for the state tournament. I remember it was a, it was a Thursday or a Wednesday. I was getting ready to go to the state tournament Yeah, and it was over just like that. Next I know schools were closed down. Next I know we couldn't leave our houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. Yeah. It was just like and, that. And uh, I remember Mark telling me, Hey, Wald saying they were at the tournament. Division, division, yeah, division, division, three, division three were there at the tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's just ripping your heart out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you got through it. Got through it. Like I said, yeah. I you, you learned a lot and you became stronger and right. we learned it. We learned how to do things a lot different too. Sure. As, as a, as a community, as a, as a Kent state university, as even a, the city of Kent, I would say the whole world's learned how to do things a lot different. Right. And you've got a new AD down there. 
Yeah, that that was the 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 best thing that came out of it for us. We, you know, Good. when I if you look at our teams and the success, we had a lot of success about ten years ago. We were right. we we had national champs. We had Ian Miller. We had we had about nine years straight of having an All American at Kent State. Kilgore, right? Kilgore, yeah, yep. Kilgore. Nick Bellion, like I say, I can name them all. Yeah, and then you know we got a new athletic director. We had some success, and then things started to slowly change and people don't understand it. You know, like the AD would take one thing away and then one year and then the next, another thing next year. And they weren't big things. You can't recruit. You can't, it is different things. Yeah. Like yeah. for example, this is something that no one understands. We had a, a full-time athletic trainer with us, meaning he was yeah. with us for about seven years straight, never yeah, yeah. changed. He knew my athletes. He consistency. knew wrestling. Consistency. And my, yeah. He knew how to push my guys. He was almost like having another coach. Sure. At some point he took that, that away from us and gave us an a, uh, a GA, which we have two, you know, they're, they're learning. So every two years, yeah. we get a new guy. Yeah. He took that person, gave him the football. And now I'm trying to educate my trainers on how to keep my athletes healthy. Ugh. So it was like a whole other job. That's I horrible. Had. And it was just, that's a small thing that you don't think about, but it was a, it was a tiny thing that well, affected the glue, the glue of an assistant coach longevity. That's the other thing too, with our sport, we're yeah. losing assistant coaches. Yes. You know, I just had three officials in. Can't recruit officials. Yeah. You know, I got youth in there. I, I brought in this Mark Hayhurst and uh, Warren Hudson. And these guys are youthful, but they're not youthful. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Mark is maybe in his 30s, but Warren's 50, you know, and Jim Barron's and Jim's 70. You know yeah. what I mean? So we need we need assistant coaches for the consistency of yes, it. 100%. And we need, of course, good officiating. And when we were really good, we had Josh Moore as my assistant, Matt Hill. Oh, Josh my. Moore's the head coach at Cleveland State. Yeah, uh, we had him in here. Yeah. It was a fantastic yeah. interview. Yeah. yeah, Matt Hill's at, at Edinburgh. He, sure. you know, he's head coach there. Yeah. So I had three guys that were all with us, and we were great together. And right. so I lost some assistants, had to get new assistants. She started all over from scratch. And yep. So, yep. Yeah, I Not think, like you. I mean, you were an assistant for how many years? I was just about eight years, yeah, yeah. before I took over. And that's a good that's a good stretch. Yep. And, and now we have Danny Mitchell, who's with us. And, you know, oh, he's, he's been with a us terrific. a long time. We hired a brand new young guy who wants to stay in the sport of wrestling he's his, his name is Malik McDonald from North Carolina State so he's been great yeah. so I think we have the, the coaching staff back we have a new athletic director that gave, gave us our scholarships back we got cut in half about three years ago oh. and we got all them back awesome. we have a really really good recruiting class coming in this year we got about 20 guys it's our biggest ever so I think things, things well, will we need around. you to be successful we do we need Kent State Ohio. in Northeast Ohio to be yep. successful and doggone it that's why I was one of the founders of Wrestlers and Business Network yep because I wanted to promote the sport at all levels because when I graduated college, now think about this, Jim. They had 202 D1 programs. How yep. many today do we have? About 79, 80 in there. It kind of goes it back It was down to 77 at one time. And I remember we gained that. a few, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. About, yep. That's ridiculous. That's How many generations of leaders have we lost yep. because they couldn't matriculate yep. at a university? And you see it. Male, you know, male education enrollment is down. 100%. You know what I mean? And 100%. so we have an orphan sport, yep. you know, and I've been talking about this since the 90s. I interviewed Russ Hellickson. I had a radio show in the 90s on WHK and WRE. And I said to him, I said, Title IX, brilliant, empathetic, loving in the laboratory, insidious in application. 100%. Our president and our athletic director yeah. are not worried. Well, not, not that they're not worried about it, but they want to use sports like wrestling as enrollment-based. Good. So I always had 30 people as a roster. Sure. I'm allowed to have up to 50 guys now. Sure. Which is, it makes such a difference. Well, and think about it just financially. Yep. 
All right, how much does it cost to go to Kent State? Let's say twenty five grand. Yep. So every person, if they stay four years, is a hundred thousand dollars to the university. Yep. Well, I'd pay attention to that. You know, yep. if you want to give me a hundred thousand, I'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're exactly so right. It's ridiculous. So anyway, you, you, you know, we have nine point nine scholarships, but we have yep. you know thirty guys now. Suddenly, we have forty five. So we have fifteen more guys that are paying to go to Kent State, which. Think about mm -hmm. how much money you just That's $1.5 million. Yes. Yep. Okay. If they stay for four years. They stay for All four right. years. All right. Even if they don't, that's 15 times 100. Gee, my, my yep. goodness gracious, at 25. So that's a, you know, it's, that's a, a quarter of $1.5 million, which is what, $375,000 a year. Right there. I will take that all day long. Yes. If you will put that to my bottom line. Well, We've solved the world's problems, haven't we? <laughs> On that discussion. Yeah. By the way, my athletic director, my president, oh, that's that's their philosophy going sure. through it. I hope other, other sports can pick that up as well. Exactly, exactly. Well, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, who inspired you uh, on the break? And and Jim, we're gonna we're gonna do that after the break. But we got to pay homage to our sponsors because they keep us doing what we're doing. Sounds so good. I'll be back with Jim Andrusy, the head coach at Kent State University. After the break, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. You know we love Serve Pro of Beachwood as a sponsor, and Jack Cousin, former All State wrestler from Beachwood, who wrestled with my producer's father every day, Maverick Peters, Scott Peters, Doctor Scott Peters, on a daily basis. They both made made the state tournament, and that quality of making and all that foundational pieces of making the the state tournament has served Jack. Well, Jack Coslin, the owner of Serve Pro of Beachwood. And you know what he needs now? He needs management help. And the opportunities for working with Serve Pro and getting a career in Serve Pro management have never been better. You need to seek out Jack Coslin at serveproofbeachwood.com for these incredible management positions, starting at $70,000 a year, full benefits. That's right. Full benefits, absolute opportunity for growth with Serve Pro of Beachwood. Give Jack Coslin a call. Call Jack Coslin, Serve Pro of Beachwood at 216-464-4498 and mention Blood Time and Undeniable with Coach Cimarroni. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. And we're back with Jim Andrusy, the head coach at the uh, beautiful Golden Flashes from Kent State. Got it. Uh, and, and Jim, you know, we talked a lot about uh, your coaching pedigree and what you're doing uh, down at Kent State. And we need Kent State. We need Kent State to be successful at D1 program. But who inspired you? Who was that blood tie moment? And was there somebody that said something to you that said, I could do this, I could be this, I could, and then what did you do with that, with uh, that leadership? There's been, there's been a lot of people that have inspired me, but when I think of what you, I think what I'm, you're trying to ask me is, yeah. so I was head coach for a year and a half at Kent State. And, okay. and the way I got hired was, Frank Romano retired. It was yeah. midway through. They were going to, at that point, Kent State was going to try to be having me be the intern 
and then hire someone the following so year. So the interim. interim. Yeah. yeah. And, and hire someone the following year. At yeah. some point, they decided to change that, and they hired me. So I got hired in, like, October. Okay. So, wow. So October That's, of the season at a college yikes. campus, which yeah. was tough. Yeah. So that first, three, that first year, I made a lot of changes. And I made changes to the point where we started off with 30 guys. We ended with eight. Just wow. because yeah. I knew the team needed to, we needed more discipline. We needed to change some things. We needed to work harder. Yeah. Um, I didn't think the way, I, I just felt there were some things that had changed. So yeah. the next thing, our recruited the heck out of the, the, the program, got a lot of kids, started off with about 34 guys. At some point in, so at towards the end of my second year, yeah. you know, we were back then Virginia wasn't very good. The university of Virginia wasn't very good. And I think we'd beaten them like seven or eight years in a row. They came to Kent. I had just, Literally on the Sunday before that suspended one of my best wrestlers suspended him. Yeah. And we ended up losing to Virginia. And yeah. it was uh it was the day before it was a Sunday before the holiday. So the next day's a holiday. I had kids at the time, but I got to go into my office early that day because my, my wife at the time was home with the, the kids and yeah. I didn't have to worry about getting them. So I'm in my office at like six in the morning. Yeah. And uh I was just, I was about as down as I could be a coach. I'm wondering if I'm doing things the right way. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is just going the right way. And all of a sudden my phone rings Yeah. and it's, you know, on their phones, they tell you what it was back then. It was the, the athletic director and this is the, the main phone. Yeah. So I'm like, man, what's he calling me for at 630 in the morning? So yeah. I answered it and he, I, I said, Hey, Hey Lang, how are we doing? And he, and I go, I, I go, I didn't expect, he go, he said to me, he goes, I didn't expect you to be in today, Jim. Yeah. And I, I go, well, you know, I explained my, my, I got, I get to get in early because my kids were taken care of by their mom. Yeah. And he goes, well, I was just calling to leave you a message. And I go, okay. And I go, we could talk then. And he goes, yeah. well, I'm just letting you know, I think you're doing an amazing job. And, wow. uh, and he went on for about five minutes, just telling me the differences that he had noticed from that year to when I got hired. Gotcha. And he, and he goes, you might not see it on the mat. He goes, you might not see it in the wrestling. You might not see it in the wrestling one day. He goes, but kids walking through the hallway, they're all friendly. They're all the, the kind of kids that, that we need here at Kent State University. Yes. He goes, they're the, the model students that we want. Mm -hmm. And he goes, just keep doing what you're doing. And he goes, I believe in you. Awesome. Cause like I said, there was a point where I'm like, man, I, I don't know if I was the right guy for this job. And you, you know how hard it is. Oh, to God, coach. Absolutely. So I questioned yeah. a lot of things sure. from that point on. It gave me like a, almost a, another like a, a, a refresh me said, all right, this guy believes in me. He hired me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep jamming on. Sure. The following year, by the middle of the year, we were, it was the first time we'd ever been ranked in the history of our program wow. in the top 20. Wow. Um, so it just took some time. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it was my third year. Um, by my fourth year, we had an all American. Then we started our, our nine years of being, have, having all Americans. So yes, like I said, I, it, maybe it was planning. It was all going to happen anyways. But I do know that when he made me that phone call, it changed my coaching. Like it changed how I am and to be just more positive about things. Hey, maybe we lost another match, but in the same sense, there's some positives and, and some things that aren't always going the right way. Well, so. you got to build a great foundation. Yeah. And sometimes you got to tear down the house to build the, the, the great foundation. Yeah. And in that, you don't have a house to live in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I understand that. But any place that I go to coach, I say to the kids, you're all my sons, but I'm going to hold you to that standard. Yep. So I want, to I want to graduate great human beings. And if you do that, if you track great human beings, great wrestling comes easy because all you got to have is a little bit of talent. I agree. Because you're going to have all the underpinnings of it. You're going to have dedication, hard work, loyalty, determination, all those things that make a, make a great human being. So I think that's pretty much what your AD was saying to you is oh, yeah. you're attracting great human beings or de definitely a higher quality human being. Yeah, just at the time. And, and like yeah. said, it was it was very inspirational to me. And uh it's all about the, the people that you bring into the program. And, you know, you always hear one, you know, one, 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 one bad apple could ruin the pot. Sure. That was, that's, yeah. that's exactly what sure. happened at some point. And then you got to get rid of them. So you got to tear things down to get it to where you want it to be. Like you you got to make it so hard for them to be in the room. Yep. Right. 
and, and that's what I like to do also in my business. Sometimes I let them fire themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when you do that, that's a lesson. I think it's a lesson for the entire team, but also a lesson for that individual. And I had an opportunity to chat with a dear friend of mine who I coach, who's also uh, just retired as a major in the army. And he was running a company down to Fort Bliss. And he used that same same tactic to a guy who had some uh, issues with alcohol abuse. He brought him in and he said, here's what what you need to do. It's up to you. And the guy ended up, you know, kind of policing himself yeah. and then brought him back yeah. and then got him the help. So there's a, there, you know, you can't make anybody wrestle. They can't try the sport, right? They got to really want to do it. Yeah. But it's like anything else. If you want to stop smoking, you got to want to do it. Yeah. Nobody could force you to do it. Nobody, you know, you got to want to do it. Even when someone's forcing you to do it, you still got to want to do it. Right. Oh, yeah. So I think that's what the lesson that probably that AD imparted upon you, but you knew it intrinsically though. It seems like you have that DNA. I think I knew it. I think it just, it was great that my boss had, you know, still had, still had courage in me and, and, and knew that we were doing the good things. They just weren't always showing up on the mat. Which right. Is important. Right. Thanks, Sarah. I think after my, it took me four years for our team to get to a, a 3.4 or 3.0 grade point average. Since then, we've never had anything but a 3.0. That, yeah. that is such a mark of success. Yes. I, I applaud you for that. We've had 10 top W or 10 top 10 NWCA academic All-American teams, which. That's awesome. We've been as low as second. Last year, we were 10th. We've been eighth, fourth, all in between there. So, yes, yes. you recruit the right kind of kids, you're going to get the right right outcome. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I You know, you're preaching to the choir. Uh, we just had our first all-state wrestler in, in 24 years at, at Chagrin Falls, yep. and he was also academic all-Ohio. Yep. Usually they go together. Yes, yes, and terrific family, uh, terrific mother and father and, and family. Um, that said, so what's on the horizon for Kent State? What are we looking at well, uh, we, we, this coming up here? So we just got scholarships back. Like I don't, I think I mentioned it earlier. Sure, so yeah. we, we, our old AD cut us from... 10 scholarships to five. Mm-hmm. Our new athletic director just came in, gave us back our scholarships, gave us back a coach. Um, so we had about 20 kids coming in next year. Nice. I can't even go through them all. Yeah. Um, we also have our whole whole team except for one guy returning. So we have all nine starters returning. Wow. Um, and we uh, and That's a rarity. It's a ra- and we'll have about 11 fifth or sixth year guys that are graduating next year. So usually wow. in college, you don't get that many older guys in your team. Yeah. So yeah. there was a few years in there where we weren't, we weren't really able to recruit very hard because we had no scholarship. Sure. So we have an older class, which will be pretty good. And then we got a really good young class coming in that we recruited. Yeah. So I'm excited about where, you know, the, where, how this, how these 12 guys are going to kind of work next year and teach the young guys how things, how, how, what our expectations are for them moving forward. So coach, why should I come wrestle at Kent State? Well, I think we've got a great program. We've got a great academic, academic institution, which is, sure. is first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I, the guys on our team right now, you know, and I, I, I tell this all the time to my guys, and I, I, kind of, I have three daughters and I have two stepdaughters. So I have five daughters that are in and out of my house on a pretty regular basis. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot that's of, a lot of, that's a lot of estrogen over yeah, there, exactly. brother. <laughs> yeah. Any one of my guys that came over to, to, if any one of my daughters were to come over to pick up one of my, my daughters for, for a date, I'd be there. I've. They're all, all of them are great. All of them are great guys. That's, that I think says that's a lot. The, the, yes. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, for my daughters, I want the best. And I think I got about 35 of the best guys wow. that, are, that are on our campus, on our wrestling team. So, right. you know, that's part of it, having good people. I think I have really good assistant coaches to work with. And that's really important. I think that our, our, we, we mesh really well. Danny and Malik are so much different than I am, sure. which it, it's, it, it kind of finishes off our, our staff. And uh, I think that, 
the Mac is getting better. I think this year we took a little bit of an adjustment because of the the COVID year. Sure. But I think next year will be a lot better. The transfer portal is making it much, much more challenging. Mm. But in the same sense, yeah. you know, we're getting guys to come to Kent that, through transfer. So, there's, yep. you know, we got Najee uh, Lockett back, who's a, a local guy. Oh, yeah. Um, he's back on our program. Hopefully he'll become a starter next year. So we got guys that, that we end up getting back on the, the, the transfer portal. We've only had, you know, one or two leave here and there. And, and they didn't have the success when they left that they did at Kent State. So yeah. it kind of shows what we're doing. And there's some beautiful new buildings there and uh, reinvestment in the, the, they the entire campus. They spent about $500,000 between the, the downtown and the campus bringing it all together. Yeah, yeah. I think Kent State's one of the biggest secrets in the country as far as the campus. And I agree. We get kids on campus. It's like, wow, I never knew it was like this. The hardest part we have is getting our kids on campus. And like I said, very seldom will we get a kid that walks off and goes, man, that was a bad place. I don't think it's No, it's like a big university in a small town feel. Exactly. We're yeah. the second largest university in the state of Ohio. I know you Ohio are. State. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. Most people don't. And, but like I said, we have that small little Kent feeling to us. Sure. So it's a great feeling. And uh, most of the kids that come love it. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, our other things, the perfect fit. We have so where degree. are you recruiting from? Obviously, Northeast Ohio is a hotbed, but, you know, in Western Pennsylvania. Western, those yeah. two are usually our yeah. hot, uh, the biggest hotbeds. Now, you know, you can just pick up. We, we got a few kids from, we got a kid from Missouri who's four-time state champ. Uh, he's ranked top 10 nationally. <clears throat> yeah. We got a few kids from Pennsylvania that, that you know, we have a kid who won a state title that's coming to, from PA that won, that's coming to Kent, which that's is a cool. good thing. Yeah. Um, Teach you a little bit of riding. It, exactly. <laughs> got a lot of Ohio kids too. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a mix now of kids. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, Jim, tell us a little bit of, you know, and, 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 you know, you've got obviously division one uh, competition, yep. you know, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, when you get to the national level, I mean, wow, right? We just saw what's his name, Miles Amin, not win it. Yes, you know, after you know, after third making in the, third in the Olympics. In yeah, the Olympics. Th yeah, you know what I mean. And I had him here with his okay. uh, father and his uh, brother M M Malik, I believe. Okay, uh, great interview, uh, wonderful guy, and um, actually interviewed Kenny Monday too. And I guess he wrestled Mike Amin. Okay. <laughs> one time, so it's crazy how, it how you know how how we all are connected to some degree, but. What, what, what I like to do at the end of these interviews, it's been a great interview, and I'm so happy to hear that you guys are back on the upswing and we need you, yep. you know, we need you, is um, we had this terrible two, you know, years. So leave the wrestling community with some words of encouragement and inspiration, if you would. Well, just keep keep chugging along and keep putting your foot your best foot forward. Yeah. Um, I think... <clears throat> I think we're we're coming out of this. I really do. I believe that, I do. Yeah. That, that, that we're getting better. We're understanding it more. Sure. And I believe that you just got to keep working really hard, and you just got to realize that the, the, the better days are ahead of us. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think that at some point, the way the world was, it was almost it was it was depressing at times. Sure. In your house and mm. and one moment, but in the same moment, I got to last spend a lot of time with my daughters that I've never been able to spend, which is a great thing. So yeah. you got to try to find the positives when you're when you're in when you're not always in the best situations. Sure. And you always, you just got to keep fighting. And we just talked about it, empathy, right? Yes. Find the empathy because you have to, had to be empathetic during this this oh, yeah. horrible <laughs> virus that we went through and the insanity and yep. some of the overreaching. And I think a little bit knee-jerk reactions that we had to it. But that said, uh, if you'd like to give out your information, how can uh, area wrestlers or area coaches get a hold of you to uh, to know what's going on at Kent State? You could go to the Kent State website and just okay. go to athletics and look under wrestling. And my cell number is there, my office number is there, my email address is there. Awesome. If you're ever interested, yeah, just give us a call. We have a lot of kids. You know, my my I always tell recruits. 
let schools know where you want to go and yeah. give them, you know, tell them, Hey, this is one of my schools I'm interested in. Great. That lets us know. And we can't recruit everybody. Sure. If there's a guy, if they're, you know, kids sometimes sit and wait, they think, all right, I'm going to wait for these schools to recruit me. Be yeah. a little more aggressive, be a little bit more, um, put yourself out there. Sure. Let them know that you're interested. Yeah. There's create a, a video. Exactly. Do a highlight video. Right? I look at everything yeah. that comes, that gets sent it. to me through an email. I love I'll it. watch everything. I love it. I love it. Well, Jim, you've been a pleasure. Thank you. And Thank you very much. good luck. Uh, to the Kent State Golden Flashes. We want you guys to be top 20 again, if not top 10. Yes. All right. And I Kinda appreciate like, being on the show. Oh, God, we love it. We love it. And uh, <laughs> if uh, you can clear up that cough, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But we really appreciate you being in here. And uh, good luck to uh, you this year coming up at the MAC. Thank you very much, Stu. Okay. And I, I, like I said, I appreciate having a chance to talk about myself and the program and, and where Kent State's headed. Jim Andrusi, the head coach at Kent State University. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We are all blood love to all. Men, women, if you want to look great, what are you doing? Why aren't you calling Cimarroni Couture? This is Coach Cimarroni. Call Missy, our CEO. We'll take care of you. 216-496-2592. Pick up the phone. Get those shirts, sport coats, suits, pants, dresses, whatever you need. Finest fabrics, best tailoring on the planet, and right here locally. We'll come to your home, we'll come to your office, or you can come to us. Whatever's your pleasure. Give Missy a call. Cimarroni Couture. Give Missy a call, 216-496-2592. Cimarroni Couture, C. Peter Cimarroni Coach. We are all blood. Love to all.